0: Welcome to the latest installment of Entertainment Geekly, your guide to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and awesome. Uh, Breaking Bad is over. Our brains are destroyed. Uh, We're going to talk about it today. Spoiler alert right off the bat. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad yet, quit your job. Go and watch it all and come back and listen to this. I'm Darren Franich. With me, as always, calling in from his remote... Bunker is somewhere in 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 the snow swept wasteland that is New Hampshire. Uh, EW's Jeff Jensen,
1: Darren. I am sitting here, stroke lovingly stroking my uh, my my meth cooker.
0: Um, <laughs> are you are you are you also watching uh, two different copies of Mister Megorium's Wonder Emporium on uh, just to, just to get yourself in in the in in the proper frame of mind. <laughs>
1: No, I, I'm counting my barrel full of cash that this job gives me to <laughs> talk to you.
0: <laughs> I did like, I, I did like how uh, you know. I, I think like pretty much everyone else, I was watching the Breaking Bad finale live, uh, which gave me you know that uh, something that I I almost kind of enjoy watching commercials now, just because generally speaking, I do my best to watch television in such a way where I never watch commercials. And I liked how they had a big commercial for the Breaking Bad DVD box set. And I I like how it's coming in a barrel, although someone at my viewing party pointed out, you know, when it comes to iconic visuals from the show, the barrel isn't like the first thing you think of, you know? Like I I wonder if they were if they if they tested out, you know, a DVD box set in the shape of a I don't know, pink teddy bear or something like that.
1: But it is part of this sort of like rather creepy, although funny, I must admit, sort of fetishizing of the you know really sinister accoutrements of the show. You know, like I, I heard that there was a fan event um, or a, a sort of event where recently where Vince Gilligan did a did a public conversation, I think, at the Vancouver Film Festival, where they gave the audience like like uh, packets of like you know. Crystal blue candy on <laughs> while they were listening, and you know it's like yeah we're we we're, we're all in on the joke uh, of the whole thing of course but 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 it is rather kind of um, kind of creepy when you think about it or if you if you let it be creepy I suppose absolutely
0: well and Jeff I think that we're talking about Breaking Bad now I'm still sort of kind of turning over in my head how exactly it happened we have both been fans of been been uh, you know huge viewers of the of the show huge viewers I don't even know what that Means we've both been we've both been watching the show for a while now. Uh, this season was the last season. You know, it came in with a lot of buzz, but to me, it felt a little bit like it came in with buzz. You know, in the community of people who watch, you know, good TV that doesn't very often get a huge viewership. I mean, uh, and what was striking to me is that this season Breaking Bad in its last season really felt like it just became a crossover phenomenon. Uh, you know, our, our own James Hibbard sort of talked each week about how it got more and more viewers, I, I think it has to be some kind of a a uh, metrical record that I- its last episode was watched by so many more people than had ever really watched the show live. Uh, you know, clearly, this is sort of a show that, in hindsight, we'll talk about it being a transformative moment for the TV medium, for Netflix, for streaming video, for all of that. But let's put that aside, Jeff. I I, I it's we're recording this four days out from <laughs> four days out. Nice uh, from the finale of Breaking Bad uh we've both written a lot about uh, the show a lot about the finale a lot about the sort of hubbub around the finale where are you at now uh, jeff in your perspective on how the show ended on the, on that last hour and 15 minutes with commercials of breaking bad
1: well i loved the commercials i think there were and there were so many of them too <laughs> Um, such a diverse and eclectic array of of, of of things to analyze. Oh, and then there was a show in there somewhere
0: too. <laughs> was, I, um, I I personally enjoyed all the theories about how uh, um, Aaron Paul's Need for Speed movie may in fact be a spiritual sequel to Breaking Bad. That was that was right. my favorite little theory of uh, of the evening. <laughs> I, was,
1: I was watching a Need for Speed, those Need for Speed commercials. I was wondering that you know Aaron Paul like could. He could play Will Arnett in the Will Arnett movie. I think. <laughs> he, he looked a little bit like him. Um, you know, when I was watching um, uh, the finale, I was caught up in it in the way that I'm usually caught up in Breaking Bad, e- even with all the commercials interrupting its really poetic flow, you know. And poetic, that's marvelously a, a wrong word for it. But there's just it, – it it, the storytelling, you know, casts such a spell. You know, the directing of scenes is so – Deliberate and methodical and draws you in and keeps you there and the language is so rich and this is a show that loves its actors and, 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 and is not afraid of a long scene and lets them play things out and I just loved how it captured like a, 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 a mood you know like I know we're going to talk about Elliot, Elliot and Gretchen and we're going to talk about you know you and I have complicated feelings about what those characters represent to the narrative but at the same time that scene that opening in, in the in the first act of the show if you would call it the first act is just you know, part of the storytelling that we love about the show so much, at least I do, that like loses me. I mean, just the methodical way that we watched Walt emerge from the, you know, that grotto, that front yard grotto area from the shadow and then shut the door and then walk in and that Hitchcockian kind of thing where, you know, Walt is sort of the gun underneath the table and we know that he's there, but the, but the Schwartzes don't and we're just Suspense and dread. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing. like it's and then and, and then the whole confrontation between them is well acted. I mean, it really is. Like the the mizzen scene of it all is pretty extraordinary, and there's a lot there's a lot of nuance and subtext to it all, and you have no idea where it's going to land. and um, and for me it was break, breaking bad it was, was always that kind of, my enjoyment of a breaking bad episode was all about that kind of feeling that kind of that kind of pleasure that it creates in its scene work and there was a lot of that
0: in the finale yeah i'm i'm so glad that you you, you bring up hitchcock uh, who is very often used sort of as an example of almost kind of being over stylized but what people forget is that what really defines a lot of hitchcock movies is just this very sort of gradual and subtle pacing and to me that's what that Scene was all about like there were, there were a few uh, a few shots as Walt is kind of walking into their house that you wanted you know you wanted to just freeze frame i mean there 's that one shot where th- that camera is angled at that corner, and on one side you see Gretchen and Elliot and their sort of you know very wealthy bliss, and on the other side you see Walt just kind of sliding forward, very sort of vampiric in a way and I, I think that that for me more than anything was what I really took away from the finale, was that it feels to me as if this show has, to a certain extent, changed the visual grammar of television just because as it's gone along, it's gotten so much more... um, you know, there's there's this word uh, decompression that's used often in comic books to describe how, you know, these things that used to be, you know, you used to have like a single panel of characters yelling at each other. And now very often that single panel will be like an entire page of just slow, gradual pacing. And to me, that's kind of what a lot of this last episode felt like. Uh, you know, to, to go back even earlier in the episode, the first scene just created this incredible sense of tension and drama out of Walt being in a car. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just—I mean—the the way the lights played off of him. I, I think that that really—I—I—I—I uh, I, 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 I think that Vince Gilligan's just visual sense has ha, just seemed to just evolve scene by scene, episode by episode throughout the show, and really climaxed there.
1: Uh, and it, create, it creates the effect for me, and I think this is really kind of fitting for the show. I mean, and 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 draws us into a sort of level that we love to talk about the show, which is this kind of methodical pacing. Um, like it, it, it draws us into the character of Walt, and it and, and it asks us asks us to maybe kind of like like get into his inter- internal space and speculate or feel like what 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 what's going on with him, and that kind of like like lights up for us like all of the sort of moral and and deep-thinking concerns and all that kind of stuff that we like to talk about when it comes to the show. Yes, Um, yes. And and I I think the show, the finale, created that effect in another way, too, and somewhat of a controversial way, which is how it pretty much, for the most part, proceeded exactly like we thought it was going to, you know, mm -hmm. like... The flash forwards had hinted at some kind of vengeance scheme, that a uh, mission that Walt was going to embark on with his ricin and with his gun, and he was going to go get some payback. We, we didn't, we, all through the season, we wondered who it might be, but we always got the sense that that was, that's what, it, what we were leading to. You know, we, we loved him to wonder if maybe he would avoid that fate or if it was going to be something else, but no. That's pretty much the story that we got. So by the time we started watching this thing, we we knew going in like, is this going to be the story of Walt going back to New Mexico and like taking out Jesse and taking out the meth business and taking out Madrigal and saying goodbye to Skyler one more time before meeting some kind of end fate? And that is, with the exception of, of 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 what happened between him and Jesse, that's exactly the story that we got. And and it was it was. But it didn't have the effect for me of like going like, oh, that's it? Like that's kind of anticlimactic. It, it had another effect, like I said, which was it had this effect of like like wanting to kind of then sink in deeper to a, to a secondary level of concerns in terms of, well, what is the show saying about Walt? Yes, you no, know, like if it's saying anything. Yes, um, so that that's what I loved about that. Well, and
0: and I th- I think to your point, and I think this is sort of an opportunity to really kind of uh, di- dip into some of those deeper issues. Uh, this really felt like a finale, you know, all series finales to a certain extent, especially in this era of extraordinarily wide ranging TV series. All finales do kind of feel as if they're the creator's sort of final closing argument whatever that argument may be, for their characters, for their themes, for their story. This one, to your point, really felt like after, you know, the show had taken us through so many different sort of modes and there were, you know, long seasons, you know, there were seasons that were more about some characters, there were episodes that were more focused on some characters, this last episode was sort of Walt through and through. Now, to that end, it begins with, uh, or, or the first kind of lengthy sequence is a pretty impressive callback to something that had kind of run throughout the show, but had really never, had only rarely been at the forefront. And I'm talking, of course, about Grey Matter. Now, to recap stuff a little bit here, Jeff, and and you can jump in if I'm wrong, Grey Matter, as a sort of concept, had lingered over the show for a wide variety of reasons. But the characters of the Schwartzes had only appeared in a couple of episodes. Way back in season one, there's the great episode where Walt and Skyler go to Elliot's birthday party, you sort of roughly establish their background. I believe it was in episode three, you saw a quick flashback that established that Walt and Gretchen had a past relationship. There was one meeting in the middle of episode, of season two, when Gretchen and Walt had their sort of fascinating sit-down during the episode Peekaboo. when you learned that something happened on some long-ago July 4th to break them up. We still will we'll never know what exactly that was. But uh, that was pretty much it until their appearance on Charlie Rose in the penultimate episode. Now, uh, no, can,
1: can, 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 can I can I add in one yes. caveat? Yes, there have been other references to, um, to to gray matter, and let's not forget, like you know, um, the, the huge significance that gray matter represents to Walt that was established within those episodes you cited, which was when we were first introduced to them in season one at that birthday party. This was at a time where Walt had basically managed to get some money and uh, out of making meth, but wanted now to get out of it. And the show needed to sort of give him a motivation to sort of like go back into the meth business Willingly, he had accomplished his mission of getting some money for his family, and to pay off some debts and some bills and stuff like that. But now the show needed to find a motivation for Walt to voluntarily want to sort of like plunge deeper into the meth business. And so it was that in the aftermath of, of of that birthday party, that um, you know Walt is actually offered a job by the Schwartzes, I believe, that was going to give him good medical benefits, is allowed him basically allow him back into this company that he had started with them way back in the day. So now he's going to get back in, and he was offering them a chance to get back in, give him some money, and have some medical and he, Out of pride, out of whatever reason, um, Walt says no, but there's something about this whole experience with Elliot and Gretchen and kind of seeing their beautiful people life and seeing every, out of everything they accomplished um, with his research, or if you actually believe that that was really the case that, 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 that catalyzes him and galvanizes him and sort of out of this pride and out of this desire to want to build something like as big and wonderful as, as they built, like he now decides he 's going to get back into the meth business and he 's going to build empire or make make wealth or or you know get his sort of like you know catharsis for feeling like he could be really really good at something um, and he kind of articulated that in the finale so so, so, so there, like Darren, like you know, the, the gray matter represents a huge, like, part of his motivation. One other note: we do refer to them another time in the series. It actually is a very important but small scene, I believe, in this um, in this season five. Um, I think it was in the first. It was definitely in the first eight episodes, and it was during those early um, episodes in which Jesse's out of the business. And Walt is now training um, um, Todd to take it over, and I, I think it's between him and Todd. It might be between him and Jesse. I'm kind of fuzzy now, but he actually talks to one of those guys about.
0: Is this um, this this when he's uh, talking about uh, checking their stock each week, right? And how uh, this this is in the in the in the midst of his speech about being in the Empire business.
1: <laughs> well, there is the Empire business, but he's also kind of like trying to like teach a lesson. To one of these, to, to these kids, his proteges, with well, I want to say it's Todd, but he kind of refers to kind of like you know, you know, once I was, I was part of a company, and you know, it could have gone somewhere, and they kind of screwed me out of some things, and blah blah blah. So let this be a lesson to you, blah blah blah. I'm just saying right. that the show here at the end. And its final season, although what now feels so—I know what we're building up to in this conversation. Like, if this scene feels so far away, because it, it, we're talking about a scene that I think took place like over a year ago, but
0: yes. was actually
1: part of this season. Like, like uh, the show was trying to plant a flag um, and, and and point us toward the end, toward the Schwartzes, but remind us, as always, that this sort of like this this wound. Um, this unhealable wound that re- that is all represented by gray matter still nags and festers and burns at him and is capable of catalyzing him toward like um, so reckless action.
0: Yes, and uh, you know, I, I think to your point, uh, e- even though it had sort of been a background thing, really throughout the run of the show, I think it was always a very important background thing. And I I, I it's funny I I was someone who. Throughout the last couple of years, was always saying like God, like you know, what are they going to, what are they going to bring Gretchen back? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I always, I always found that to be an interesting. It's partially because my favorite episode is still episode three and the bags in the river, where you had all those kind of very evocative flashbacks to young, sort of cool college age Walter White flirting with with Gretchen. But I, I always thought there seemed to be a wealth of. Intrigue there that the show you know could or could not ever you know you know the show could either do something with or could just you know leave as this sort of intriguing evocative thing. So I was really excited uh, to see the Schwartzes m- make a comeback. Uh, now let's just get right into it. Uh, the, 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 the lengthy short sequence, um, a lot of issues brought up, and it kind of felt to me like uh, the. It felt to me a little bit like they took something that had seemed really complex and kind of didn't do all that much with it. I mean, uh, you know, you sort of left unresolved a lot of these issues about whether or not uh, they had actually screwed Walt out of something. Or actually, what I what I should say is that all along you, you'd sort of thought that maybe it had been Walt's vanity that had screwed himself out of the out of gray matter. And something in the presentation of their of their conversation made it seem as if no, actually, like, he does deserve some part of this. He does deserve some kind of vengeance uh, 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 upon them, which I, I I mean, I I realize even as I'm saying this that the scene between them was so ambiguous that maybe I'm reading too much into it. But it did feel as if, sorry, go ahead, Jeff.
1: No, we've talked about this because I read it exactly the same way, but I, and I don't think that everyone else did. Like, I've heard a lot of criticism of this scene as sort of kind of like reducing the Schwartzes to sort of being the sort of, um, you know, uh, a caricature of, 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 of evil rich people. They're a bunch of, like, you know, Uppity uh, yuppie foodies, uh, <laughs> you know, yes. um, and, and 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 all of that, um, and, and and that was sort of the interpretation of the of Walt calling them beautiful people and saying this is where you earn it, but I, like and 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 so, but that's not how I read the scene. I you know with with all of that sort of backstory of gray matter in mind, I read that as an allusion to, I mean whether or not. Walt. So the contention, it seems to be, that the, 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 the show that was setting up was, you know, on, on, on the Charlie Rose show that Walt saw up at that New Hampshire bar, the Schwartzes claimed that Walt had no meaningful contribution to gray matter. They claimed that all he did was he helped them start up the company in early days. He helped coin the name, but then he sold out for $5,000 and it didn't really do anything. It's always been Walt's contention that, that, no, he he came up with some pretty groundbreaking, awesome ideas and did some pretty amazing research. And the Schwartzes took that research and made something out of it and made millions and millions and millions out of it. But, um, and so, you know, it's his own darn fault for selling out, but they owe their entire life and their wealth and their greatness to his hard j- work and 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 his genius and but so like you said though that's always been a mystery did Walt sort of like conflate this like into some, you know like is is he misreading this whole thing willfully misreading his own past to sort of justify everything that he's doing and 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 and, and all of this or you know or, or is he doing that but there really was some real screwage there you know what i mean yes so? yes totally um, so when he says you know cheer up beautiful people this is where you earn it he's okay he's just blackmailed um, and and he's he blackmailed um, the Schwartzes into sort of executing his 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 um, scheme to make sure that his family, specifically Walt Jr., like gets this, you know, like million, $9 million, $8 million, $7 million, how much it was. So they're going to find a way to get him this money, even though Walt Jr. doesn't want it. And he's threatening essentially to kill them if they don't. So they're terrified and they're scared. And now he's saying, cheer up, beautiful people, this is where you earn it, and, 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 and that they kind of look a little crestfallen when he's, and, and shamefaced when he says this. I thought that the show was wanting us to wonder if there is legitimacy to Walt's complaint. They really did exploit him, his research. They owe him so much more than they admitted on Charlie Rose. And I, I thought that was interesting. We'll, we'll judge it in a second, but I thought that was interesting. Was that your read too?
0: Well, yeah. So, so that that was exactly my read. So let's get straight to judging that. I I, uh, I find that that scene, like everything else in the finale, that I'm troubled by. I, I it's the first time ever in the show where it feels to me as if the writers are decisively taking Walter White's side. And I'm, I'm getting into extremely, extremely vaguely defined terms here, and so in an attempt to define that, I'm gonna just say that previously, whenever gray matter had come up, there was this sort of intriguing ambiguity about it. And certainly in Walt's reaction to it, it was possible to read it as this sort of death of a salesman-y thing where it was very unclear whether, uh, you know, whether it was Walt's vanity that had done him in, whether it was something between him and Gretchen, all these sort of fascinating issues that seemed to fundamentally circle back around to maybe Walt was screwed over, but he also probably had something to do with it, sort of echoing what you had said, Jeff. That was the first... that was the first time, really, where the show felt to me like it was turning Walt into Tyler Durden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like right. into, yeah, yeah. into this. You know what
1: it was, Darren? You know what it was? It was the ambiguity that you speak of. That was interesting to think about. Is like, is like Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront, like constantly complaining about I could have been something, I could have been a contender, except I'm nothing, without ever telling us whether he really was ever a contender. Yes, yes, totally. That's what it felt like. So if you just kind of, you know, on the waterfront, very much establishes that he used to be a very talented boxer and he could have gone somewhere, but he didn't, you know... Walter White it was he certainly believed he he could have been something great but the show left out a mystery and that that ambiguity did that character a lot of favors and so what you're saying is is that by seemingly confirming that no he 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 really was kind of screwed like it kind of oversimplified him, or it kind of it took it took ambiguity out. There's 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 a cost to that character. That's what you're saying.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, even as I'm saying that, I want to say that uh, I I really admire the elegance of. The sort of narrative structure here where Walt feels as if these people uh, literally or figuratively took money away from his family, and so now they're going to give his money in the guise of their money to his family. I I sort of admire the... uh, A lot of people have pointed out that the finale really feels like it was written as this sort of beautiful narrative equation, and I I admire that, but I I sort of couldn't help wondering you know, what what might have happened if if Gretchen and Elliot in that moment had seemed, had become deeper characters as opposed to me to seeming to become shallower characters, if if that makes any sense, Jeff. No,
1: no, I hear you. I hear you. Here's my response to this. I, 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 I agree. I did feel that pinch. I kind of felt like, oh, like, you know, that ambiguity, like, did do Walt a lot of favors, and it kind of seeded a lot of, inspired a lot of thinking about Walt, and it turned him into this sort of, like, you know, interesting figure. Uh, there were a number of essays and articles that were written toward the end of Breaking Bad about whether or not, like, Walt is sort of metaphor for white male privilege, or Walt is a sort of metaphor for, you know, uh, you know, the tragic tale of, you know, tech boom tycoon, but <laughs> they lost, and all, all, all that kind of blah, blah, blah. Um, but you know, the linchpin to all of these essays was this sort of feeling of like, um, you know, Walt's relationship to his own self-image and 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 what he was entitled to, right? Mm-hmm. But when you, when you basically confirm that maybe he was as great or uh, as, as 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 he should have been or could have been or blah blah blah, yeah, it kind of it kind of takes away a little bit of that. That said, here's 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 what I here's how I um, here's how I make that good, and then here's my criticism of it. Which nice. Is, like, is that ultimately, though, all of this is irrelevant because all that it really matters is, 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 is Walt's own – it doesn't matter what really happened. All that matters is Walt's feelings about it, right? And so Walt, you know, I, I don't know if Walt believes – what he feels screwed out of is credit, He's, he feels screwed, not out of the money, because I think that he understands d- on a fundamental level that he made a mistake and he sold out way too early for whatever reason that he did. What, 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 what drives Walt is this sort of pride, this sort of how he's seen. And so to, to, to see these people deny him credit Publicly for what he did, that that kind of galls him and pushes on these 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 buttons, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I I like all of that. I like all of that. Um, And I I I can buy on paper that that would be a a a motivation for his character to sort of. but no, it's falling apart in my head. Well, this, no, no, but
0: but but what, what, uh, but
1: I, if, what I what I didn't like about it all, just to kind of back what it got me questioning. I'm kind of fumbling here, I right know. But here's what here's what the finale got me thinking about, which was whether or not the ambiguity of, of all and the shorts of it all, like w- was what was was good at all, you know? Yeah. Like um, it got me thinking, like like. Uh, about this whole idea of like, oh, Walt couldn't have ever gotten over that. Like, I, in, in my essay on, 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 on Breaking Bad, I compared his, compared this, the Schwartz's are like his fatal flaw. And whatever this part of him gets pressed, he is, he is activated to, to, to reckless action. It reminds me of in Back to the Future, when anyone would ever call Marty McFly a chicken. <laughs> uh, and, and whenever they called him a chicken, Marty McFly would go and do something rash and stupid, and he would always get himself in trouble. And this was part of my huge problem with the, Mar- with, with the Granite State scene at the, end, at the end of Granite State, when... Walt, like, somehow, some way, managed to be in the right place at the right time to see the Charlie Rose show, and he hears the, the, the Schwartzes once again deny him that credit, and it punches that fatal flaw button, and, you know, he's just given himself up to the police. He's going to turn himself in, you know, game over for Walt. Um, he's going to submit to the law. You know, this is Pretty much as it should be in the show, and and and, and, and for a while. But, but then he manages to see this, and it pushes this button. And darn it, no, I'm not going to turn myself in. I'm
0: gonna... <laughs>
1: he starts thinking with his Schwartz, if you will. Yep. And, he, yep.
0: And, and,
1: and 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 he and he goes on this journey to prove his manhood, you know. And he gets to go to the Schwartzes and puts all of his stacks of money in front of them, and that kind of shows him, a, like you know, in his own mind, like how. Grady's become, and then he sort of like blackmails them, courses them, and shames them into executing his will um, by by actually really you know being the executors of what amounts to is amounts to his will, like leaving his legacy back to his whatever. And I just kind of felt ultimately in the end like. The the finale and granite the one two punch of granite state and the finale really kind of like reduced this wonderfully ambiguous complicated like motivation motivations that were driving Walt really reduced it to something simple. But it made me question whether whether you know even in its ambiguous amorphous state whether it was that that was any good at all. Like in, in, in the end, this whole idea that he was driven to be you know. Empire builder, you know, as sort of catharsis for what could have been, feels really bogus to me. And the fact that he could be so easily kind of manipulated a la Marty McFly by yes. this sort of encounter with Charlie, Charlie Rose to execute the final actions of the show, that feels pretty
0: stupid. Well, well I, I completely agree. And and this is uh, – so, so, Jeff, uh, to kind of build off of that, I think that my problem with a lot of the things that happened in this last season and in, in these last eight episodes was that – there were a lot of just really fantastic sequences and episodes that felt really climactic and powerful in a way that I, I'm hard pressed to think of another TV show ever accomplishing. And so many of the ways that they got there, so much of the of the the basic foundation for getting, let's for instance, for getting Walt and Hank and um, Jesse and the Nazis out to Tohadjali felt very fragile and a little bit like the creators were uh, were just were, were were just sort of rushing we're not necessarily crafting the sort of the sort of uh, the the usual expected delicate foundation that that we usually expect from breaking bad the funny thing is uh, something that you were saying there you know I, one of the things that I, I i really liked about the show as it went along was how with that kind of notion of the empire business it really managed to create in in a atmosphere that, if you looked at it one way, was very sort of banal and very suburban, and you know, even you know, when you were hanging out with Gus Fring, you know, the, the, like it seemed as if in this world the most you could hope for was getting a house with like a much bigger pool out back. You know, this is this is not a, a, an opulent vision of contemporary America by any means. Uh, somehow within that sort of structure, it managed to create this real sort of cosmic sense of the possibilities of power and this sort of, you know, the the possibility that, you know, just, just $9 million wasn't enough and, and all of that. I sort of liked Granite State up until Charlie Rose because that felt to me like really a fantastic sort of vision of, of 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 the aftermath of all of that and of, you know, this sort of epilogue set in a sad, hellish wasteland where, you know, you have to bribe Robert Forster $10,000 just to play, you know, passive-aggressive poker with you. I, I loved that. Somehow, something about the ending, even putting aside, you know, any of the kind of deeper questions about its, its treatment of, of the Schwartzes or, uh, you know, its... It's sort of ultimate perspective on Walt. Something about the ending just felt very reductive to me. That it sort of comes down to Walt doing a lot of uh, <laughs> doing in one episode a whole lot of things that seem very difficult. I mean, you know, he's he's you know he's 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 a one man a team. He's slipping rice into stevia. He's building this sort of you know super cool sprinkler gun. The fact that it sort of ends with just you know a gunfight seemed seemed a little. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm hesitant to say it, it seemed uh, disappointing because I, I I think that so much of its presentation of these uh, of these events. I found visually interesting. But, you know, after you sort of have an awesome, you know, New Hampshire, uh, you know, everything trailing off into obscurity, uh, you you know, penultimate episode, it feels weird to just kind of go with a Sam Peckinpah ending in the end.
1: (laughs) No, you know, I think it's funny because, um, to kind of riff off some of the themes that you've just said, I actually... um, Granite State is that, you know, rare Breaking Bad episode that I actually wasn't wild about while, while watching, but liked liked it more the more I thought about, versus the finale, which I actually liked a lot while watching <laughs> and, and now have really complicated feelings about upon reflection. Um, and Granite State, like, so what I appreciate about Granite State... Um, are all the things that you're identifying? I, I, I loved, in retrospect, like watching him um, up there and, and, and thinking about the significance of a man who is, is being called to, if you will, by his own world to reflect upon his soul, reflect upon his life, reflect upon his sins, go into death with, with, with all of that, you know, yep. but, he, but he can't, he, he, he can't sit with his own conscious, conscience, you know, it's like, he, he can't be alone, and when he has that final reminder of his own death, oh, Uh-oh. my son woke up, he doesn't like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, he was,
0: he was, he was not a fan of uh, Granite State, is, is, is what I'm getting. <laughs>
1: no. I'm going to go to another room here. He, he's he's not a big fan of Breaking Bad. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> he's but,
0: he's 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 more of a Low Winter Sun fan. Is is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: but but um, so can you still hear me well? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I think it was interesting that, like, like I I, I love that. And then that whole, the whole poetry of the ring kind of slipping off of his fingers and sort of reminding him of his, his own mortality, which then in turn reminds him of the project that drives him, which is leaving behind this legacy of now, you know, of, of money for his family. And, you know, this all can't be for nothing. And so that kind of drives him out of his solitude and, and, and embarks on this whole mission. I, I... I You know, in the moment, the reason why I said I didn't like it was the whole episode felt vaguely bottle episode-y to me. Yes. Like it was saving a lot of money for the finale. (laughs) And because there was a lot of scenes of people in small rooms and thematically, like, um, this this fit well. Um, and, and, And it felt so flat and compared to the intensity of the previous episode, Ozymandias. So in the moment... Um, I felt that, like it was a lot of treading water, a lot of, 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 of and bottle episodiness. Um, but all ultimately in the service of this marvelous sequence that's leading up to the New Hampshire reflection. Um, and then like, you know, kind of wins me over by the end and gets me thinking a lot about it and afterward. And then the Charlie Rose moment, which I, which I, which I just didn't like it at all. Yep. Interesting, Darren, the, um, there, There is this theory that was put out there, and I'm not sure, you know, who started it. I know Emily Nussbaum, I think, of, of The New Yorker kind of, like, put it out there of this whole theory that, you know, the finale makes a lot more sense if you look at it as, like, basically, like, Walt's dying dream. Yes. Like, you know, well, what if, what if, like... What if, like you know, he he died in that car? You know, he froze to death, or he or he 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 he, he or the cops arrested him, or. Or, or, or something like that or, or what if he died somewhere on that walk from the cabin to the bar Yes. and everything that happened after that is sort of kind of like this wish fulfillment of the of his own sideways world of the best possible ending for himself you know yeah
0: well, like, well, well and and uh, you know w- what's interesting about that Jeff is you know whenever because I, I have sort of made some variation of, of that argument uh, just in the sense of it being the best possible ending and I have to always remind myself you know yes this is a finale where the main character is hated by everyone. Is you know, like uh, is 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 on the run. Dies alone, sort of unmourned and unloved. But I, I think to your point, it does still feel like this is if you took kind of Walter White in Granite State and let him sort of imagine, you know, what what can I do with my remaining days to make this the best possible version of my life. That's kind of what the finale would be. That <laughs> you know, this sort of uh, what's the what's the uh, uh, the the occurrence. At, at Owl Creek Ridge, uh, sort of ending, which I think is is sort of interesting. <laughs>
1: but that, remi- that reminds me of like the the, the 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 tweet that I sent out a couple of days before the finale of like because uh, I had the Owl Creek Bridge kind of ending in mind, where it's like um, you you get to the end of Breaking Bad. And, you know, I kind of was haunted all season long by all these different people who are telling Walt that, why don't you just kill yourself? You know, whether it's Marie or Walt Jr., you know? like. Mm -hmm. And so and we forget that in the pilot episode of of Breaking Bad, he actually did try to kill himself, but the safety on the gun was on, right? (laughs)
0: That's right.
1: So I kind of thought that, like, what if we get to the end of Breaking Bad and we find that Walt is sort of in this another position where he's ultimately, like, either doing his suicide by Heisenberg, uh, suicide death by, with his machine gun killing, him mowing him down or 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 he ultimately finds himself with a gun to his head whether by his own hand or someone else and then all of a sudden you flash back to the pilot and he's back on that road with the gun to his head <laughs> and, then, and then you see that the safety is off. And the whole the whole season the whole series is then basically kind of like 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 basically saying that whether whether he kills himself here and now or whether he dies at the end, you're ultimately coming to the same end, right?
0: Yep, yep. Uh, well, 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 and then, well, and then, and then, of course, uh, uh, Jeff. Let's not forget. Then Bob Newhart would drive by with his wife from uh, from his from his seventies sitcom. Right. Golly, golly, is that is that Walter White from down the street? Right.
1: So, so what we're saying here, Darren, is that like the the whole you know, as much as we love the staging, perhaps of the Schwartz's scene, like from a basically the end of Granite State up through that sequence, it's, you know, on reflection, it's a horrible entree into the final story of Walter White. Yes,
0: yes, totally. It
1: doesn't feel credible. We're souring on his motivations for the whole, for, the whole thing, and it kind of exposes, I guess, the whole precariousness of the Breaking Bad enterprise. Absolutely.
0: Well, well, and well, and it's funny that you mentioned that, that Jeff. So I, I, I'm sort of trying to work on a theory about series finales that that I, I'd be intrigued to hear intrigued to hear your thoughts on it. And and I, I want to start start off by saying the more I watch TV shows, the more I I worry about overthinking series finales too much. I think at this point it's very well established that you know no show ends with its best episode, and for that matter, few few even of the best shows ever made end with their strongest seasons. You know, that's, that's a very rare thing. Television does not work that way. I, I would certainly never say that the series finale should be the sort of last defining statement of a TV show, but series finales are, are very fun to talk about, as we're showing. I, I was sort of thinking back on my favorite series finales. And two of them, uh, which, which are very different in presentation, but which I think do very similar things... Are The Sopranos and The Prisoner. Now, The Sopranos obviously ran for uh, six and a half seasons, was very, very popular, was really kind of at, at the you know the, the cusp of the new TV renaissance. The Prisoner came out much, much earlier, only ran for 16 episodes. It was in Britain. Uh, I think you, you've seen the Prisoner's finale, right, right Jeff? I mean, I, I don't want to go into it too much, but it's it's crazy. I, I think it's it's fair to say is that is that a fair description of it? <laughs>
1: Darren, we are all our own monkey faces.
0: Yes, now. yes. <laughs> so, so without spoiling it for for people, it's bananas. Uh, and in many ways, is very much the opposite of Sopranos, which ends in an episode that, when you first see it, seems almost almost eerily sort of normal, uh, or at least you know not quite the, not quite the climax you'd expect after ninety six hours of, of, of TV. Both of those series finales seem to put their main characters, and by extension their concepts and their arguments as a whole under the microscope they they seem to almost be the creators asking themselves in narrative form you know w- was i w- what was this all for w- was you know i i began this project with you know these sorts of ideas and these sorts of notions you know were those right was i right you know and and in a way you know they 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 both come to sort of uh you know they both kind of come to answers that could seem to be cynical or, you know, read another way could just sort of seem to be these you know, this this sort of you know, this this sort of artistic shrug of the shoulder, you know, as if to say, well, yes, you know, humanity is terrible, but you know, it'll keep on going on forever. I'm I'm being extremely vague here, I, I know, and feel free to tell me that I've missed the point of, of both of those shows.
1: No, so you're you're no, no, no. Like, are you done?
0: Oh no, no, no. Well, well, I was, I was, I was just going to well, say that.
1: I want to, I want to I interject and say, yes, please. I love, this. I love this theory, and I feel like you're being very clear. I,
0: I hope so. So I, I, and and in in fairness, this sort of theory that you know, good series finales have creators asking themselves these penetrating questions. In fairness, you could also say that Seinfeld does this same thing, and I'm I'm, I'm not going to stand here and argue that the series finale of Seinfeld is great or even good, though it is interesting. But to me, where, curiously, what Granite State achieved and what the final episode of Breaking Bad did not do was do exactly that. It felt to me a little bit as if Granite State asked all those penetrating questions, you know, that it put Walt on, uh, under the microscope. It sort of forced him to sort of say there was a time when I wanted to make millions for myself, for my family, whatever, and now I'm reduced to paying this human being who doesn't even care for me to be my companion for an hour. That's that's how sort of reduced I've, I've made myself. It was strange then that the finale seems to sort of... Essentially, say, yeah, good, good for you, Walt. I mean, you know, you you did a lot of bad things, but you know, your, your family's going to get the money. You know, that they're, they're going to be provided for. You know, you've done it, it. It seemed to to either not ask those questions or to answer them in the least interesting way possible. Do, do you think? This so here's
1: is, here's where I disagree with you and affirm you at the same time. Ooh. I think you're reading the finale wrong, mm-hmm. and I think it actually proves your theory. Yes! So, so <laughs> this, is, this is your theory about series finales, because this is where I think that the show starts earning back, the it, 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 the finale starts earning it, which is moving out of the, um, um, for me, the defining thread of, The finale is follow the money, and the money is what is meaningful and gives the finale its twisted meaning and proves that Walt did not die redeemed and that the show is judging him. Because, yeah, you know, like if in reading some interviews with with Vince Gilligan, what we understand plot-wise now why he brought the Schwartzes back into the end at all, which is that he really wanted an ending in which Walt Gate succeeded at his mission of giving money to his family. And the Schwartzes were brought back in as the mechanism, as the delivery system to make that happen and make that credible, you know? Yes. So well, whether we feel he succeeded at that job, whether or not that feels credible, is beside the point. That is the plot function, like, is, is that that is Walter's scheme for giving his. his his, his family, the money. But let's look at how he's giving the family his money. He's tricky. He's, he's, I thought it was really twisted that he's basically passing on his blood money, this evil, evil money that he's earned through an act of of, of uh, alleged benevolence. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's going to make the Schwartz's, commit an act of good that's actually an act of evil in which something corrupt is being passed on to a good person. Let's talk about these good people. It's Walt Jr. and his family. Remember Walt's final instructions is to basically pay for your education and take care of your family, i.e. Skyler and Walt Jr.'s sister. And what we know about the family is they don't want the money. <laughs> no, they don't want the money. Why don't they want the money, Darren? Well, Skylar doesn't want the money because she's, she's been tainted as evil by association. And you know what? She deserves it. She ultimately become, became complicit in Walt's crimes, and she became as tainted and evil as, not completely as him, but she was an accessory. Yep. She knows it, and she will be haunted by this forever. And so... All she has left, unless she wants, she too wants to end her life, is um, is, to, is, is, is to find some way to quote-unquote redeem herself by break breaking toward good by pursuing virtue. And how this is going to get expressed is by rejecting Walt's money and rejecting the spoils of his evil. Similarly, Walt Jr. who. You know kind of like definitely portrays for better or worse this sort of like innocent on the show, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it staked out this strong moral stand, like I don't want your money, like you did this for me, like you're evil, like like I don't want this, so here's this family that's taking on this who wants who wants to be good wants to break toward good and they and and, and 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 they don't want the money and here is Walt still so committed to this vain self serving project of of, of of leaving something behind of himself, basically securing some kind of sense of immortality for himself in the material world. And he's gonna find some scam and some scheme to trick his family into taking this money and not knowing it's from him. Darren, I find that really, really evil and I think that the show is making it very clear that Walt is a freaking scumbag. (laughs) It seems that a lot of people want to say that the show was essentially affirming Walt by speaking through Walt or expressing a point of view through Walt that he was somehow justified in everything that he did. And that it was maybe even actually offering out a a, a possibility of redemption for what he did. Well, if we're going to allow for that idea, if we're going to say that the show was sending a message by speaking through Walt, why aren't we allowing for the possibility that the show was sending a message uh, through other characters, like Skyler, who was judging him and saying no to the money and that the money is evil, or speaking through, through Walt Jr., who was saying, no, the, the, the money is evil, I don't want your money. Um, like, you know, I want you to die already. I think the show <laughs> is making it very clear, Darren, in the, in, in, in the narrative that, that you know, if, if I actually don't think the show is so Speaking through anybody? Yes. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm really trying to say is if, 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 if you're going to be so selective in saying that the show is speaking through certain characters in a way to send a message that it was affirming Walt, why are you completely ignoring the possibility that it was speaking through other characters to judge Walt? All I'm really getting at is it felt very clear to me that the narrative was presenting this idea that his scam is fundamentally evil; it does not speak highly of him at all, and just because of the fe- just because they allowed him to go into death, thinking that he had achieved something does not mean that the show was saying that he was redeemed or he was any kind of hero.
0: Well, and, and even, uh, you know, uh, to your point, something that, uh, as you were sort of pointing us out, I was really thinking through his scheme. There's something interesting for a man who's always been so focused on his pride and on his name and on his legacy that his his final action with this money he's accrued is to extinguish himself from it. Is to sort of say give this to my family, don't say it. it's from me. There's something There's something interesting there where really, and this gets into why it's ambiguous, you could read it as him saying you know, I, I, I want it to be Anonymous in such a way that you know only you people will know, only you the audience will know it's from me, or it's him. Sort of quite literally saying, you know, I have now moved beyond this 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 period where what motivated me was was greed and vanity. I, one thing that I, I wanted to pick your brain about though. Wait wait wait, 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 wait 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 Before we move on, move on is that yes. you know like. Like, you know, before
1: we got, you know, in case our podcast doesn't reflect this notion, um, we experienced a technical difficulty during my very, very long last ramble, and uh, we kind of broke off. But we were speaking – I was speaking at that point in the context of saying that I don't think that that the show was a – affirming Walt, although I think that you are, that touched on some interesting kind of maybe rebuttals, but I wanted to sort of put it in the larger context of your theory, which is really interesting, that it really interests me in the context of like um, uh, season finales end up becoming the creators communing with their um, own creation and wondering what it was all about what is their final statement and was it all worth it and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And um uh, and so I in, in that context then I, I do wonder if 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 the story of Walt that Vince Gilligan chose and his writers chose to tell in the finale is is them like, you know, um you know making some interesting comments on um on just ultimately the fundamental evil of Walt, mm-hmm. that how subverting his any sense of heroism by showing how just sort of horribly self-serving it is, but it comes with this wicked irony, which is that this man who's really kind of driven by this idea of legacy is ultimately never going to be remembered for it, you know? Yes. If I, when anyone, re, you know, he, 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 he embarked on this folly to do something evil in order to do something good for his family, and maybe even be remembered fondly by by them as as some kind of great man, well he's going to find a way to get them um um the money in a really immoral way, and the rub of it all is that he he, he that none of that he will not be remembered fondly mm-hmm. he will only be remembered as a very evil person yes who this... betrayed his family horribly
0: yeah this 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 sort of monstrous figure and uh, and you know it's interesting to me that In a show that had, you know, that initially seemed to be about, you know, Walt discovering sort of new aspects of himself and, you know, being able to, uh, you know, connect in a really interesting way with Jesse... In a way that you know he he couldn't quite do with anyone else in his life. That it it sort of ends with him just all by himself. You know that that is an interesting sort of sequence. I but now now to that point though, Jeff, what I wanted to ask was how did you feel about the Jesse of of it all, the, the 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 presence of and treatment of Jesse in the finale? And I ask only because. I, there was a time when, and I, I think I discussed this with you, although it may have just been in one of the thousands of discussions I've had about Breaking Bad over the last couple of years, there was a time where I, I sort of felt like the predominant theory about the show and about its ultimate end game was that it was somehow about Walt and Jesse, and that there was something in that sort of collaboration of characters that really spoke to what the show was all about and where it was going. And I, I sort of feel as if, you know, t- t- to your point, to the extent that that last episode was uh, questioning Walt, was, was sort of putting him under the microscope, I felt like the the lack of Jesse was a little bit uh, intriguing. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say it was disappointing. I'm just going to say that I I, 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 I would have thought there would have been... Some return to the four days out, fly, uh, you know, point counterpoint uh, uh, dialogue, um, and, and it felt to me as if there was a lot in their final interaction that was interesting, and there was a lot that was certainly left unsaid, and there was maybe a lot that was just kind of unexplored. I, I, how did you feel about his role in how in how we're sort of talking about the series finale, or, or did he did, did did he have a role? <laughs>
1: Well, I think that this is an interesting byproduct of – so then a um, negative-like consequence of this kind of strategy, which I think that you're correctly um, um, identifying this idea that season finales are all about the creators putting their creation under a microscope and making some final statements and final judgments and coming to grips with it and and, 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 and all of that, which is that – in in, in in doing that then you 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 kind of get away from some of the energies that define what we loved about a show, right? Mm-hmm. And so wanting to sort of examine that question and those concerns. So uh, completely and rigorously through Walt ends up kind of like subverting a lot of things that we, we love about the show in general and one of them was Jesse and Walt so yeah the, the story of the final season over at least these final eight episodes of Breaking Bad you know, unfortunately, I mean, this it it, it 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 wrote itself into a dead end, at least in this regard. Um, you know, it, it it pitted Walt and Jesse against each other, and so you know, ultimately, this is where it ends up. I mean, they're, they're 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 divided, they're separate. There's 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 and you know, if there was any hope of having a finale that was largely about them, then. I think we go back and look at Granite State as a mistake and say that, like, you know, that there needed to be more, you know, narrative there to uh, to sort of, like, find some way to, like, um, accelerate the plot a little bit so they can, like, maybe have a finale where they spend more time together. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. That that ends up being a miscalculation. That's all to say that I agree with you. Um, like, a, a friend of mine said, and, and so that I, because it's not an original idea and if he's listening to this, I don't want to make it sound like this is my idea, <laughs> <laughs> he said he said what 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 pissed him off more than anything about the long scenes at the beginning with, with Walt in the car, um recapping the flash forwards and then the whole long scene with the Schwartzes is, he, he had a more meaningful conversation and interaction with these characters that we barely see in the show than with than, than with Jesse and he resents that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. so um so yeah, and I, you know, J- Jesse got some interesting moments at the end, and yeah, I, I got to say, when I kind of envisioned what my, what, 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 where I thought it would land, I always thought that there would be one last cook, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, like, I, like, you know, and not, not that the finale is, is 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 bad for not giving me that, but I kind of thought like, okay, like. Like if 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 if, if uh, the, the the series finale is all about satisfying the fans in some way, but telling a story that's really meaningful to the authors, then what you want is like yeah, well like you, you want to see Jesse and Walt together, and you want to see them put in a situation where they got to do one last cook, and then they and then and, and then some kind of like conflict that feels organic to the plot of the show, but can be interpreted as some kind of like final statement about the characters. Like that's kind of kind of what you want Mm -hmm. and um and so it kind of defied that expectation and it gave us the scene between walt and jesse which you know like i mean i think it all like you know i think that those were some nice moments and definitely shade the sort of like complicated moral picture of walt at the end i mean you know i I don't i don't think I, i think that our final portrait of walt is, is not clear-cut. I mean, like, I don't think he earned any kind of redemption. But I think that there was... But he was possibly... He was. He did still have the capacity to do some good, and he had, did have some degree of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Enough self-awareness to kind of, like, tell, like, Skylar, honestly, yeah, this is all about me. Um, there might have been enough self-awareness to realize at the end, uh, you know, like, I'm doing wrong by Jesse here. Like, he... You know, uh, like, you know, I, I'm exhausted in terms of like wanting to seek vengeance against him, but this is, but this is, but, but he's been done a horrible wrong. Maybe he suffered enough for it, um, uh, by facilitating, uh, the death of Hank. You know, he he was, you yep. know, he wanted Jesse dead, right? Yeah. But maybe he kind of felt like, um, Jesse had suffered enough by being sort of like a meth cooking slave. To well, and, well, and well,
0: and and you know, it's interesting. You know, it, to your point, the, the more I, I kind of think back on that, it's striking how, in a weird way, what Walt does, what Walt does to Jesse is 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 really one of the more sort of tender and really caring moments of of, of anything that Walt's done in, in in the last few seasons. I mean, like you know, and it's funny because the at, as presented, it seems very violent, you know, he he dives at Jesse and it's, you know, it seems to the Nazis as if he's, he's fighting with him. But actually what he's doing is much more in keeping with, you know, the scene from back in the season two finale when Walt is sort of, you know, going in to get Jesse out of the drug den. He's he's protecting him in this bizarre way, although, again, wheels within wheels, he's protecting him from... You know the from for, from bullets that, for all we know, were originally meant for Jesse when he first arrived there. It's it's an interesting. I I I, I find that
1: and and, and 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 or or to a sort of like uh, also kind of shade Walt's motivation in that mo- in, in that moment. He's decided that Walt, that Jesse doesn't deserve to die. But he still needs someone to kill him, and so, <laughs> like, um, so he he he's in a bind. I'm going to save this guy because I don't think he deserves this fate, but I'm saving him to achieve the self-serving purpose of of killing him. But then that sets up the lovely moment where, um, where Jesse doesn't kill him and says, "I, I I'm done doing." what you want to do, and sort of in the context of the moral concerns of Breaking Bad, this feels like a meaningful moment because what, what, what Jesse is basically saying here is that I'm rejecting every, uh, everything that you represent. I'm re- rejecting death, I'm, and, and I'm, 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 I'm pursuing my own vision of what is good, mm-hmm. what is right, what is, what is proper, and I think as I noted elsewhere, in, in this regard, actually Jesse is doing exactly what Walt wants him to do. It's a the fulfillment of his very first command to Jesse, <laughs> which was "apply yourself."
0: Apply yourself.
1: <laughs> but he pulled him way back when when he was a student in the chemistry lab, and so here is Jesse finally applying himself, but applying himself morally and saying, "This is kind of what I want to stand for." And and so it, it, it it's a nice moment in that, and I don't think these ironies are lost on Walt. You yep. know, um, yep. and and so um, what I don't like about what happened after that is, I wish they would thrown the I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And, you know, you don't, you don't like, a, you know, I just want you to die. You should die, and you should die thinking about all the evil crap that you've ever done, that you can't ever forgive, mm-hmm. just like I'll be thinking about it for the rest of my damn life. You yes, know? yes. And, 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 and something that kind of like communicates that you are not absolved of your sins, Walt. Instead, he trudges off to his car and he gives Walt that one last look. That
0: last look, that that for me was was one last meaningful look too much, frankly.
1: (laughs) Right. And I don't think that damns the series or the finale. I just think that like, yeah, that
0: was a miscalculation. Yeah, you yeah, know, like no, that. no, abs- absolutely. Well, well, and and you know, just just to, to to show that you know things like that have happened in the show's universe before, it felt like you wanted a little something along the lines of what Mike told Walt last season. You know, you you wanted you wanted to feel as if something within this world was offering a challenge to Walt's self image somehow, and it seemed like it seemed like Jesse. Would have been the ideal envoy for that. And I realize I'm I'm making this yep. sound I, I I'm, I'm making this sound so much yeah. more boring than any than any any you know actual episode of Breaking Bad was. But it it did seem as if, given everything that's happened between them, given actually that the last time Walt saw Jesse was when he admitted the 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 worst thing Walt ever did to him when, when he admitted the whole thing with Jane and everything like yeah, that. It seemed, yeah, it seemed yeah. like there was, but but you know at, at the same time, Jeff, I, I, there, I, I'm trying to think of other examples of this. But there's something interesting when you know you reach the end of of a work that is very clearly about one person or about one set of characters, and then there's this other character whose ending is as sort of chaotic and strange as the main character's ending is relatively straightforward and I find myself just thinking again and again about where the show leaves Jesse you know like there's you know the, the, there's him driving off and he's sort of laughing and sort of crying and then he and sta- and then, yeah, well, yeah. Well, well but it's incredible because if you remember he starts screaming and it cuts away from him about a second after. I, I, I mean, to me, that's the closest the show kind of comes to what what The Sopranos did. It just it feels like you know you. Every time I've I've watched the, those last few minutes, I always think I'm going to get a couple more seconds with Jesse, and it just cuts off at a point where you can't really tell whether it's and this is uh, you know boy it's 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 always going to be tough to praise Aaron Paul enough because of who he was working opposite but full props to full props to Aaron Paul there he just gives this scream that feels like you know feels like he's he's happy and he's sad and all these other things and then it just cuts away from him forever and i i find i find that to be what my sort of brain turns to more and more. It, it, it's it's you know as as interestingly staged as Walt's sort of final moments were. There's something just madness, uh, madness and, and chaos about uh, Jesse's sort of final moments that I find so intriguing.
1: Interesting irony here, which is what, what to me, which is what we're saying here. What, what, what it may be sounding like to people is that is that we're we're left with a real ambiguous moment with Jesse, right? Like. Mm-hmm like uh, and, and, but an ambiguity that feels real incredible what did that primal uh, unleashing of emotion mean well it it meant a lot of things it was like i i survived it meant like i am so spiritually screwed like <laughs> like like it it meant it was relief it was sorrow it was horror it was anguish it was happiness it was anger it was so many things at once and um it felt meaningful it felt it felt real like i think i like we we would all feel those things too in that moment but you know what but what's the right answer there is no one thing it's many things at once what happened to Jesse after this moment? Did he get pulled over by the cops? Did he go pick? Did he go pick up Brock? Did he go back to his home? You know, like light up a pipe, and then like you know, one week later, he's like you know, running meth out of his house again, or does, does he try to clean up his life or something like that? Like, um, we don't know, but yet it feels like most of the audience, and for me, and I don't know about you, but I'm i, I I'm good with that ambiguity. Yes. So it's ironic, then, that we felt like the show owed us more in terms of judgment mm-hmm. and clear, clear judgment on Walt. You know what I mean?
0: Yes, yes. Well, and and uh, it's funny. I, I think we were sort of emailing about this. It feels to me as if, uh, you know, to, to, to really go down some rabbit hole here. Jeff, the term ambiguous is kind of ambiguous, if, if you think about it. But to, to me, it seems like with Jesse and with Walt, there are two different kind of... A- Ambiguities with Jesse. There's the sort of ambiguity of what happens next. You know, there's the will. We, we don't know. We'll never know. But as you, as you yourself pointed out, we we totally understand the whole panorama of what he's feeling in that moment. And and it, it also it feels as if on a deeper level, we understand what the show is sort of getting at uh, with regards to Jesse in that moment. With Walt, it's interesting because you know. We obviously know exactly what happens to him and, you you know, his his body slowly decomposes. Uh, But we don't really know or it feels to me as if we don't quite know what to think about all of that, um, which, which, you know, both, both of those ambiguities are fascinating in their own way, but, but
1: no, 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 no. I I think that like, you know, there is an equivalency that we can agree on between the two characters. Okay. So like, like there is the ambiguity of what Jesse's going to do next, but we're, we're okay there. Um, we get, you know, it's like, but with Walt, we know two things. We know that he's going to die. And we know, I think that what the text is telling us is, I think that this is a man who's always said that he knew that he was going to hell. Um, And that, um, as he told kind of Jesse at one point, you know, you and I are both going to hell. I know that. But along the way, I'm going to make fat stacks of cash and build an empire before (laughs) I get there. You know, I mean, he literally said that. We are going to hell. So this is a guy who's always known on some level that what he's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. That said, he goes into death with some kind of satisfaction of, of, of what he had built. And, um, and, 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 and feeling like he accomplished something, I think that these, all of these things are true. What the ambiguity of all of this that makes us uncomfortable is we want Waltz. We want Walt to like to, to either be told or have him come to the realization that he is just profoundly wrong about everything on every single <laughs> level and not uh-huh. give him the benefit of the illusion of feeling like he had accomplished anything good, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, 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 and we, we want him to feel that. I, and, and, and like the question now is, sure, that's what we want. Like, did Breaking Bad need to give us this? Yep. And I would say no. Breaking Bad did not need to give this us. Yep. To give this to us. You know why? Because you and I both know he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, does any commonsensical person that is watching this show knows that this guy is dying? Like, that that, that, that he i didn 't need the show to sort of like act as priest mm. also and make and, and pass some kind of final judgment on this. Um, I think Darren to transition us a little bit to a slightly another topic but something related and i 'm wondering if maybe your thinking and your view of the end of Breaking Bad and of Walt was affected by this. There was an interesting critical uh, conversation that emerged among the larger body of conversation of Breaking Bad in the final season. This whole, the critics started talking about the phenomenon of the bad Breaking Bad fan, the bad fan. Are you familiar with
0: this conversation? Uh, yes, yes, uh, the, which sort of hailed a little bit from uh, Matt Soler uh talking about, uh, if, if I recall correctly, it's it's this, this notion that if you're kind of watching the show and you're rooting for Walt... Uh, then you're a bad fan. Is that is that the kind of basic logline of the?
1: Yes, there's a number of critics that I d- have identified either in their message boards or because they've gone and seek them out, or they've they've un- had the misfortune, maybe I guess, of actually talking with these people in person. But there apparently is this bad fan out there, and you can find them talking a certain way in certain venues in which, yes, they are actively cheering for Walt to complete his heroic journey, that they view him as a hero for wanting to supply for his family um, by any means necessary, who views Skyler as a, um, a, a witch, to put it nicely, for opposing him and shaming him and emasculating him and, and judging him and who hate him, and, and view anyone who might have, uh, who've, uh, who, who opposes Walt as sort of like a, as the true enemies of the show, and who, in fact... Get off on wall, sort of like indulging his badass self and his badass Heisenbergness and, and, and shooting and uh, shooting up the world so he can allow the world to shoot up on poison. So, um, like, like there is this bad fan who sort of like wallows in this. Look, I'm not going to. I, 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 I've had a big problem with sort of like bad fan theory because <laughs> um, I just kind of find. Um, you know, you got to go and seek those people out, and I don't know how representative they are of anyone, and I don't really know what it speaks to in terms of their heart. Yes, they express themselves in one way. What are they really in another? And um, but I found it really interesting that critics became so fixated on the bad fan, yeah, and a lot, and and so many of their analysis, so much of the analysis of some of these critics this year, sort of like filtered like they watched Breaking Bad through the filter of the bad fan. There was one theory that sort of emerged that there were maybe some characters in the show that represent Vince Gilligan commenting on and shaming bad fans, specifically the character of Todd. There is this theory that emerged that Todd represents the awful Breaking Bad viewer that takes away all all the wrong messages from the show that romanticizes Walt and um, and, and is becoming sort of dehumanized and sociopathic as a result, and I, I actually completely... You know, I think that's a nice equivalency yeah. <laughs> um, but but i don't but I don't think that that is what the show is saying at all, and frankly, I think it's irrelevant like so I kind of like was a little bothered by sort of the emergence of bad fan theory because it seemed to be this straw dog or straw man argument that a lot of critics were sort of like. Using to sort of like um, propagate their own sort of like this is what the show means. Yes. So we get to the finale that we got. So this whole sort of bad fan thinking is now kind of framing so much of the looking at bad of of, of, a finale, to the point that when we now now that we get uh, 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 the framing the view of the final season and Breaking Bad in general, so that when we get to the finale, and we see Walt sort of. Seemingly, representationally, allowed this sort of like wish fulfillment action hero fantasy of himself. It puts these critics in the bind of having to sort of say, "Oh my gosh, is the show a fir- like show just throwing red meat to these people?" Yes. Like, um, like, like, like this, this, this is I- I- immoral. And, and and so now I kind of wonder, did a theory get away from some critics and and, and taint their thinking and sort of like. Guide them into a, a, a view of the show, and to, to the extent that it ignores a lot of other sort of plain as day, or at least to me, plain as day kind of like things. Like, I don't like, like, like you know, per this argument, there seems to be by consequence this sort of conclusion that the show was allowing Walt Redemption and, and saying that he was okay in doing what he did. And um, my thoughts on this are still coming together. I'm yeah. not exactly sure. Well, that, well, but, well, but, but I kind of feel like, like, uh, uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Well, well,
0: no, no. I. It's funny, Jeff. I, I, I think bringing up a lot of a, a lot of things that have been running both throughout the show, but more specifically throughout the sort of burgeoning reaction to the show, and it, it, it's, it's a lot of issues that we've talked about a lot. I, I, I think that it brings up a lot of what makes. The contemporary sort of consumption of television so interesting and at times so freaky, Um, but uh, you know it's funny, you know thinking about uh, thinking about that. I sort of remember going into season five, going into this sort of last batch of sixteen episodes. uh, Among sort of TV critics and certainly in my own perspective of the show, it really felt to me like the Mr. Chips to Scarface transformation was sort of complete and it felt to me as if going into the last season of Breaking Bad Walt was essentially the villain. I I really sort of felt going into it and that was sort of how I approached a lot of the, a lot of this last season was with the understanding that you know I, I, I'm no longer watching a show about an anti-hero and the people around him. I'm watching a show about a villain and how the people around him sort of attempt very very often in vain, as as Mike showed, attempts to sort of you know basically survive his his his, his existence, and I, I think that that was partially what was that reading was was partially at the root of the bad fan theory was this idea that you know it's not just that you're rooting for an anti-hero, it's that you're actually rooting for the vision of evil in this show's moral universe, and yeah. and, and and what's interesting to me is that. I think what we saw in the last four episodes was that I, I i don't think if you asked any of the writers attached to the show, I, I don't think they would have agreed with that. I think even... And, you know, we, we should point out here that I, I think the writers of the show... Had an incredible uh, sense of all of their characters' depth in, in in a lot of ways in a lot of ways that you know we can only really kind of scratch the surface of but i I, I don't think they ever thought that Walter White was the villain of the show I, I think that they always felt as if this was his story he was and and I, I think in a sense to me I, I think this is why they made it very easy on themselves in the in this last season by making the sort of uh the the the, the final boss of the show they they made them neo nazis so already they're just evil they, that is there there's no way Walt was ever going to be worse than them and by frankly giving them less depth than any of the other sort of antagonists that the show had had created but uh, you know my problem
1: where i disagree with you on is i i totally agree with everything you're saying right up to the point of i do think that the i think that the readers i, I don't i don't see the writers this is a show where the villain was the protagonist of the show in the most clinical-like um, sense, which is that he's the lead character and he's driving the action. He happens to be a very, very bad man, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. and, um, but I think that's a, that, that's, that there's a difference between saying that the villain was the protagonist and) Saying that the the show was portraying the villain as a hero. Yes. Um. You know. You know what I mean. Like I don't think that the show ever forgot that Walter was a bad man. But that didn't mean that the show. But that wasn't going to mean that they were going to like come out and judge him overtly. Um. Um. They were going to. Um. I, I think that in fact one of the interesting themes of the show. Um, in terms of this regard is I don't think the show believes in heroism yes. at all. Yes. You know, like and I think I talked about this in the essay, what they do to Hank in the, 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 the final season was as provocative as it was really cynical and discouraging, which is that here's this guy who's been searching for this big, bad Heisenberg his entire career, and he finds out, through uh, you know, Hank's lucky crap that um, that his own brother-in-law um, is this mythical Heisenberg, and he's he's confronted with two things. One is, oh my gosh, I've I'm I'm Javert, and I finally got my Valjean. You know, like I finally got my man. And, and but it's my brother-in-law, and he's been playing me for a fool the entire time. And if if, if Hank was a true hero. He would sort of feel that shame, and then he would let it pass and forgive himself, and he would do all the right things for all the right reasons to bring this man to justice, right? Mm -hmm. But no, Hank doesn't do the virtuous thing at all. In his own way, he breaks bad. Mm -hmm. He gets it in his head that, um, okay, like, I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my good name. My career is over. I'm a middle-aged guy, and my whole life has just been rem- rendered meaningless. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm a fool, and this fills me with sh- sh- such shame. The only thing that I can do to possibly redeem myself and get some shred of significance back and have some kind of good name legacy for myself is I gotta bring them in myself. And so for this reason, I am not going to actually do good cop things. I'm going to do stupid cop things. (laughs) I'm not going to tell anyone at work the truth except for my good buddy Gomez. And Um, But we're going to work off book, and we're going to work in secret, and I'm going to allow myself to be easily cowed by stupid, although very cool, ideas like, you know, Walt recording a tape to blackmail Hank and and, and all these things, and and I'm going to go out into the middle of the desert with zero backup to, like, like, um, capture – Um, a a man who has proven that he could kill and kill very effectively to capture this guy. He just does all these stupid things. Why? Why? Just because he can't do the right thing. Why can't he do the right thing? Because he's not a hero. It's Mm -hmm. all self-serving. Hank's mission in the latter half of season five is just completely self-serving. And so in this matter, we are left with no heroes in this show. No admir- admirable qualities of heroism. Hero, The hero archetype being in the thing in our literature that normally kind of describes what virtue looks like or points us to people, like inspires us by people doing the right things for the right th- reasons. No one does that in this show with maybe the exception of Walt Jr.
0: It's true. At, at the same time, though, Jeff, I, I, I think that... Uh, that is all fair to say. I think that the fact that the show never really figured out how to give Uncle Jack and, and even Todd, really... I I never got the sense that they had the sort of intriguing internal life that even, you know, going way back, uh somebody like Crazy 8 had. You know, I mean, Crazy yeah. 8 and Walter had a fascinating conversation which revealed all sorts of things, you know, Crazy 8 used to work at the local I, I forget it was like the local local furniture store or something like that. all all of those different kinds of things, Uncle Jack and Todd and, you know, the guy from Justified and even to a certain extent Lydia felt a little bit more like they were simpler, clearly much worse antagonists for Walt. And I I think that's part of what I struggle with because you're certainly right, and I think that it's important to remember this, that this is a show that had no easy... Moral answers. Uh, It it did have an uh, easy-ish dichotomy in in this last season. It felt a little bit to me like uh, you know, and this is true certainly of the Wild Bunch, a western that I like a lot, where the lead characters are murderers and uh, you know all sorts of terrible things. But you know, in the end, they save one of their own from the much much worse guy, and that's why they're the hero. And I think that I, I suspect that. That that is is probably what sort of sticks in the craw of some of the, you know, boy, some some of the anti bad fan coalition. Although you know, it's it's got so tricky. I, I I'm always hesitant to critique uh, I, 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 something.
1: Yeah. That's, no, that's it's complicated. Like, look, I, I I hear what you're saying. Like, I too, you know, on a sort of like, you know. Let's you know. Let's do the Entertainment Weekly thing, Darren. Let's do a gallery ranking our favorite Breaking Bad bad guys, not counting Walt. You know. <laughs> yeah. So You know what I mean? Like yes. Like and 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 if and if we're gonna put Gus Fring at number one, mm-hmm. right? Because of course he's gotta be. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. You know. I gotta think that the, the 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 guy at the bottom of the list is gonna be Uncle Jack. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty bland. The, the, they're, they're pretty bland. They're not that colorful, but it does beg the question for me, which is, like, well, is it possible that this was a calculated decision? And 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 what 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 might what might Breaking Bad look like if we had a Gus Fring level character um, in the final season of the show? Well, I think it would actually maybe come at a cost to the, some of the things that yep. that the show wanted us to think about. You know, whether or not it was successfully got us to think about these things is another question altogether. But I think that maybe, you know, if we had gotten a Gus in the final season or a Mike in the final season, well, although Mike might have been an interesting choice, but, like, um, we got a Gus, like, well, like, you know, we'd be cheering for Walt to bring yep. down that guy. And I think that, like, a, a stronger, more colorful villain would have... Um, Diminished the point that I think the season was trying to make, which is Walt is the villain of his own series. Yes. Um, and, and you know, but with that said, I, I miss the flashy villains and like they, they they traded off a lot. You know, they gave up a lot of entertainment value. Perhaps to make an interesting point. Yep. Um, and, and, and even then, maybe they like, you know, didn't make the point as well as they possibly could have. I always thought the neo-Nazis were interesting in their meaninglessness. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I, 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 I'm pretty confident in saying that I've seen every episode of Breaking Bad, um, but I can't remember them ever acting in any overt, like white supremacy Nazi way. Mm-hmm. Did they? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I no. I mean, I mean, like the, the one thing that even comes to mind. Uh, would be you know the, the long scene between Uncle Jack and a guy from Justified in the bathroom but 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 there you know they're they're kind of just talking about you know it, it it's almost sort of a, a wire-ish conversation. It's like, ah, like you know whenever I look at the you know where the cigarette thing used to be in airplanes, I wonder what happened to this country i mean it, it's never it's never anything particularly Nazi-ish so much as it is just sort of all purpose. I don't like the modern world sort of stuff. <laughs> well,
1: that's- That's an interesting framing, right? Like, it's interesting to me that, like, you know, one of the things that I think that we could probably analyze the show on, and and, and we probably shouldn't hear, and I'm not smart enough to do it, even though I stupidly use terms like this anyway, which is processing it through that postmodern sort of, like, philosophy that says that all of our symbols have essentially been completely deconstructed and rendered meaningless, right? So (laughs) so we, we 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 see kind of like um, uncle mike uh, uncle jack and guy from justified have a conversation like that but then we see the nazi tattoos on their on on their skin and we kind of wonder what that all means yep, like you yep. know, so now we're sort of looking through like these characters through the filter of a symbol but i'm wondering if breaking bad is trying to say but the symbol is meaningless yep, you know yep. like like it's it's like it's 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 it's, they're neo-Nazis that don't talk like neo-Nazis. So this is, just, this is an interesting question for you, reader. You are actively choosing to give that symbol meaning... And then you're choosing that meaning to somehow then further identify and contextualize everything that you're seeing on the screen. But that's you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the show. You know, like, I'm not saying that the show is saying that they're not Nazis. The show is actually just being very, again, ambiguous on yes. this Yes, yes. And just denying them overt Nazi talk. But it could equally mean that it's just a tattoo. And, or, or if they are Nazis they do identify themselves as nazis they're pretty they're pretty bad nazis yes <laughs> in the sense that like they have a very poor stupid like like you know like I, I think hitler would give them an f on their nazi report yeah
0: no no right yeah now. yeah it, it's it, it's interesting yeah they it, it does it does the more you describe it, the more uh, darn it jensen you're making me think too hard now the the the, the, the more I, I i want to sort of go back over and see those characters cuz you you're right there is a sort of anti-Gus Fring, aggressive purposelessness to them that it, that is, 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 is sort of intriguing. Jeff, we, we're running out of time. We could talk about this show for much, much longer, I, I know. Uh, do you have any sort of... Let's,
1: let's, 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 let's wrap up on one big general thought from each of us. Okay. So, yes, we've allowed the finale and, and to some degree, the final season uh, to sort of, like, really drive the conversation. About what we think about Breaking Bad, maybe in general. Like, but um, here at the end, we've had five seasons of this great uh, of this television show. Do you think that these final episodes are going to diminish the legacy of of uh, not legacy, because legacy imp- implies what its significance will be to other TV shows. So, like, um, do you think that these these last episodes are going to unfairly and negatively impact how we regard um, Breaking Bad from a long-term perspective, or do you think it's uh, do you think it's, its its status and significance is relatively intact? I th-
0: I think its significance is intact. I think that Forever After Now there will be people like me who will keep on arguing that Breaking Bad was better in its openings, in its earlier seasons before it became much more extreme and cinematic and westerny. But I, I, I sort of like that aspect of it. It feels a, a little bit to me like people who argue that, so, that X popular band was much better before they were popular. You know what I mean? mean like that's that's the kind of level that the show is at now where it seems like these last few episodes were different in a lot of ways got at very different things maybe we're simpler we're more brutally effective i think i i, I think there's always going to be that kind of conversation between early bad and later bad and i, th- I think that's pretty cool what do you think jeff
1: I I think that it will forever reside in my imagination as one of the great achievements of my TV watching life. And I think that, like, while the end of the, uh, like, uh, as much as I can argue maybe both sides of the coin on terms of the significance of the finale and and some of the definitely storytelling decisions in this final season, like, you know, what what I just think about is I, I do think it had some really deep things to say about, you know, not necessarily. Like you know, the meth making business, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or 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 whatever. But I like I, I like I think Walt is really instructive about our relationship to our own ambition and our own illusions and our own moral self or lack thereof, and how like how we define our self worth by things like work and achievement. I am haunted by the metaphor of Jesse's. Box, mm-hmm. his wood shop box in the final episode and how he was making something that he so was so beautiful and simple and proud of. And, and how like, you know, that's gotta be a, that's a wonderful thing that drives us all. If we could produce a life or if we could produce a work that, um, that we can be proud of and, you know, cut two years later. And are, are, are we doing that? And, and so kind of like how we measure self-worth and are, are we doing, uh, making a, a life that we're proud of and, and um, and but whether or not um, bundling ourselves up and our self-image and our self-worth up and things like work and achievement is even a good idea, I think that I think Breaking Bad and 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 what what, what the moral cost to ourselves is when we give ourselves over to that kind of project, like I think that um, it's it's really deep and interesting and meaningful to think about on that level, and I think those meanings stand regardless of what we think about Walt at the end, but mostly what I think about Darren is like how Vince Gilligan really emerged as this wonderful storyteller. I love the way that he tells stories. Yep and creates individual episodes of television and how he thinks about how an ind- individual episode of television works and how a season of television works. And um, and, I, and I can't wait to see him tell more stories.
0: Amen so, to that. Amen to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back with uh, a long podcast about Better Call Saul this time next year, hopefully. <laughs> Jeff, I, I, I think that's a good place to end on. Uh, I'd highly recommend all listeners go to EW.com and just, just search Breaking Bad. You'll find hundreds of interesting things about it that, that we and our colleagues have written in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and as always, uh, this has been Entertainment Weekly. I'm Darren Franich. I'm Jeff Jensen. Thanks for listening.